Guten Abend. Wie geht es? Vielen Dank. Um, that's the extent of my German. Um, hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us for another episode of the I'll Try That podcast. My name is Matthew Barber. Joining me this episode is Joseph Druitt. Hey. Perfect. Uh, and today's pursuit of happiness, we're heading once again over to Germany to bite into a Bitburger. Ah, now that your intro makes sense now. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. We're doing. Ger- we're in Germany, and that was that was me speaking German. In oh, a convincing! I got in a, it. In in a, you, you might not have realised this, but there's actually a very convincing German accent I was doing. The extent of my German is, oh, was ist mein Handy? <laughs> oh, come on! You you know more than that. You've got uh, mein Hamster ist gestorben. No, don't know what that means. Yeah, I, I know someone who might be listening who really likes that one. Okay. Uh, um, Ach nein. Uh, Wo sind mein Sonnenbrille? Nice. Where are my sunglasses? Yeah. Uh, and other stuff that's not for publication in this medium. Anyway, that's what we'll be getting into later on. Um, into later on, Joe has very kindly introduced himself there, and he's going to take us in with a bit of news. So, Joe, what's the hot topic? Uh, news this week. Uh, we're going to be talking about how. Lager is making a comeback. Now we've talked about lager and how lager is the new IPA. Some people are saying the cool kids are <laughs> saying uh, in the in the in the beer world and the craft beer world. And there are a lot of brands that are really taking this by heart. And so, you know, we're seeing the likes of Pills, Hells, Keller Pills, uh, you know, British lagers, um, all these different types of lagers coming back in a big, big way. So a few brands that have really tapped in this, obviously we know Camden have like, you know, they champion their own beer about Lago and stuff, you know, but you know, you've got Dea, you've got uh, Utopia, you've got the likes of, uh, you know, Toast as well, getting in on the Lager Act. So what is it, I guess, what I want to unpack for you, Matthew, what is it that's making Lager have a comeback? Well, I, I mean, to a certain extent, I would say for certain people, it hadn't necessarily gone away. Yeah. But, is it maybe something contrary to what we've said before about, or sorry, contrary, or even actually maybe it is in line with premiumization? Yes. <laughs> There's yes. lots of people out there saying, we are going to do, we're going to change, change pace. We're going to go with premium products. Yes. And there are now more premium lagers available. And so there are, Apparently, by extension, lots of good options for a lager drinker. Yes, we've already talked extensively that the fact that the two most sold beers in the UK are lagers, Mm. Foster's and Carling. Carling, yeah, it is Carling. And yet now we're going, oh, lager's making a comeback. No, 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 lager's already the number one (laughs) and two sold beverages in the UK. (laughs) What are we talking about? What we're actually saying is like, hey, you hipster, now reading these <laughs> drinksretailingnews.co.uk, hey, we've got a beer for you. Do you remember lager? Well, we've done a new take on it, and it's our version of lager. Is that how you pronounce it? I thought it was lager. <laughs> and I think this is this is why I think like this is why it's such like a sideswipe. It's like 
Dude, like, Lark has always been around. It's always been the most popular. But now the fact that Day is now doing it, or Camden is saying it's cool, and Four Pure is saying it's great, and Thornbridge had their own lager, everyone's going, hey, do you remember what I haven't had a good one of lately? Is a premium lager made by one of my favourite craft brewers. You know, it's like, oh, it's a, it's a tried and tested thing. And yes, okay, I'm pleased. Don't get me wrong. I'm very pleased that lager is making a comeback. But I've always liked lager. There's always a great place for lager in our hearts. Well, well we, we want to see lots of disgruntled men with beards and checkered shirts and hats. <laughs> <laughs> we thought that the craft beer phase was going to last forever. Yeah. This is what I think I have the biggest beef about it is that it's these craft, these you know, these, these folk who are really into the craft beer scene. It's like, hey guys, you know, we like invented beer, you know, <laughs> there wasn't any of it about before but, we came along. Like, beer wasn't beer before we came. And don't get me wrong, if you'd have said this 10, 15 years ago, yes, okay, I grant you. There were a few beers that were macro beers, and then there were always a lot of little small ones that kind of like didn't really make national focus. But and yes, in that period of time, we've now had a resurgence of, of breweries who have been able to make themselves go from a small regional slash local player into bigger players, maybe even global players, i.e. Brewdog. Yes, okay. But it doesn't mean that they are reinventing beer in the sense that, like, oh my god, God, we've never had lager before. It's like, no, it's like their version of lager. And a certain type of person is now going, hey, I might have a lager rather than my hoppy double IPA. I quite like that idea of, let's not forget, you know, as you said, because of how uh, popular lagers are by the amount that they're drinking, particularly in the UK. It's like, I, I do like the idea of trying to get hold of someone who is currently a lager drinker and going, hey, do you know lagers coming back? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Go, what? Yeah. Hey, have you had one from Daya? Sorry, what are you yeah. saying? What are these words yeah. that are coming out of yeah. your mouth right now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, sidling over to someone in the pub and go, I hear, I see you're ahead of the curve, <laughs> drinking a lager, you bloody, yeah. you bloody maverick. Yeah. You're used to at a bar and someone orders a lager, you say, nice choice, yeah. 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 This guy knows his beer. This guy knows his beer. <laughs> But, you know, in all in all respects, there are some, you know, there's method in the madness here and there's actually some real data-driven kind of facts here. So um, the reason why lager is, you know, there's some things we can learn, I guess, is from this kind of new rejuvenation in lager. Um, so Lost Lager, which, as we know, is the, the Brewdog's mm. version, you know, big selling lager, which is their, like, uh, carbon negative beer, right? They actually went from 33 centiliter cans into 44 centiliter cans because they realized that lager drinkers wanted the bigger size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, method in the madness. Eh? And I'm just like, not I, that much madness. I'm sorry to say, but it's like, yes, well, duh. You know, I like this yeah. is this is what it, like if you want to play, you, if you want to be hoppy, dry IPA whatever like you you do one thing but if you want to cater towards your lager consumer you're gonna have a different conversation oh man that's so mad because it's like oh if only we had this data somewhere if only we had the knowledge that we knew this is what lager drinkers like if only there was a, a thing like going into a shop and looking at <laughs> these physical products and realizing why is lager in such big cans no, no, no. I will do them in smaller cans. 
I've done some primary research on this. I've been into a wither spoon. <laughs> and, and it's funny it's funny these places have all over the bar they've got several taps serving lager by the pint of all things can you imagine now Matthew yeah. you do the best impression of this but what is that uh, phrase for the Mitchell and Webb look that, that we love so much about the, the, the beer, lager oh. beer oh uh, yes <laughs> it's not it's not but there's not much of an impression to do I think but it's that thing about the Alcoholic lager beer. That's it. That's the only point. That's the snapshot I wanted. That was pretty. I love that. Uh, so yes. So long story short, lager. It's a thing, and it's coming back because craft brewers are now taking an interest in it. Um, yeah. It's not new information for the rest of us in the world, but for the craft beers and the the craft and goldfish consumer, um, this is big news, and we are going to likely see a lot more craft brewers take on the lager scene, uh, probably have in bigger cans, because let's face it, you need to, it's the lager, um, and they'll do their version of lagers. So, hey up, let's keep consuming the beer that we all like, which is lager, and you can probably get it from your favourite craft beer now, brewer now. I hope they go too far and do like four litre cans. <laughs> <laughs> everyone knows people like lager in big quantities so why stop yeah. why stop <laughs> or just open up a ca- uh, you know a, a whole cask and just open up into your mouth done yeah. excellent good that's our hot topic taken care of so it's now for the the small or significant uh, matter of the pursuit of hoppiness um, continuing on the lager theme or well, lager, as we've said before, broad, broad term. We can do something a little more specific and talk about a what's our what's our word of the month, <laughs> Joe, at the moment? Premium. Premium. We are talking about Bitburger, which is a premium pills. Um, again, I always put that down as pills. Pills are fairly interchangeable. Um, I think so. Um, I bought some Bitburger and. Sort of said to myself, "Oh yeah, I've I've heard of Bitburger, but don't see it in in lots of places. Maybe it's a you know small modern brewery." Um, and I thought wrong. <laughs> so Bitburger, as I understand, um, so bit you know with a lot of um, <laughs> if if Drabbers had described himself as the beer expert, I'm going to describe myself as the German expert. Nice uh, with my Ropa <laughs> level in German, um, probably about the same level of qualification then. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> St- sticking ER on the end is typically the way of saying um, where something is from. Mm. There's the whole thing about was it was it JFK who said uh, "Ich bin ein Berliner," Berliner, which was the big joke because yeah, he's, a, from he's a certain donut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're from Berlin, you are a Berliner, yeah. but also a Berliner is 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 um, a jam donut. I think of some description. Yeah, yeah, yeah jam yeah. donut. So he said, "I'm a donut," um, yeah. but a Frankfurter. It follows the same hamburger, follows the same uh, yeah. same rule. Bitburger is therefore from Bitburg, mm. which is from which is in is Rhineland Palatinate. Oh, it's in the Palatinate. Rhineland. Okay, so it's near the French border. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. So you're talking. It's actually a, sort of actually the nearest um, border it has is actually not France, but I think it's with uh, with Luxembourg. So it's it's a little bit further north. But yeah, not not far not far um, north of Strasbourg, and kind of almost halfway between Strasbourg 
and you know Cologne doesn't nice. do okay. that, that sort of the sort of, uh, the sort of neck of the woods. So I'd imagine to go anywhere near that part of the of the world of Europe and slash Germany and those countries, you're going to see a lot of Bitburger beers and advertising yeah. and marketing around. One hundred percent. So um, the stats here are third best selling beer in Germany. Wow. Okay. That comes with a caveat because it is the nation's number one draft beer. Oh, okay. okay. So basically, uh, we, we we argued the toss earlier on about what that meant. Basically, everywhere you go, you're going to be able to find this on tap. Yes. Um, and there aren't going to be that many places without it in bottles or cans. Yeah. Because it's the third bestseller there. But it, well, third is still quite a big quantity of exactly. being sold. Yeah. But it's in, less in so than is... like maybe a Paulana. For example, yeah, we exactly, talked about. exactly. Um, in what is ostensibly a very beer drinking destination, that's it. So, um, and, a, and, a, and and so Bitburger is through and through this premium pills. Is that right? Exactly. The only thing I can say that I, as I understood to be to the contrary of that, is the hops that are used. Okay, because it does have. I I, I think it is. Again, it's my translation skills and are, are, are probably not perfect here. Yeah. But there is a Halle Tower, mm. which is, as we might have mentioned recently with uh, Paulana, the the hop that I think, at least in part, gave um, gave rise to the term Hell or Hells. Right. Okay. Um, but there is also it's all a Bitburger is also made with the Bitburger Ziegelhopfen. Um, so the Ziegelhopfen, I, Hopfen, hops, mm. and, and I think Ziegel is like seal. So okay. it's like. So their seal of, their specific hops so in it's that like area. their own hop. Yeah, yeah nice. That's, okay. that's how I read that. So, Lovely. um, and, um, again, the pills is in comparison to the, uh, Paulana we, we were drinking earlier on, it's got, again, a little more distinct and possibly a, a bolder, stronger hop profile that makes it the pills. Nice. Okay. Now I am, uh, you know, obviously knowing this is a, a, a company, I've, I've seen Bitburger before, this quite distinctive white label with a lot of gold bedazzled across it. Not as bedazzled as Rich's Homebrew, where it was like gems, <laughs> plastic gems stuck on, but it is like bedazzled in the fact that, you know, this is a very golden, like, yeah, like kind of, yeah, I mean, premium is the word of the day. Um, but yeah, it feels like it's that kind of like, we're trying to show that we're very premium by having this gold foiling on Bitburger and this logo, which is like a person, a man, a man's floating ahead with a bow tie, two hands and a beer. Have you seen that? Yeah. Their yeah. That's and like their logo. It's quite fun. I think the hand, the hand is, is almost the AOK. Okay oh, okay. Your, your, um, the hat, I, we, I could almost, I, can't, I don't know where to get started on that. A bow tie, and he's sort of saying, yeah, it's okay. This is a classy man saying, <laughs> this is a classy beer. It's got my... Yeah, I quite like that. I've never seen there, anything like that before. That's quite like a, it's like a seal of approval, quite literally, yeah. in the graphic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so site is, uh, you know, as you said before, I think is the date, like the starting mm-hmm. date, isn't it? So this is yeah. 1817. So it's, again, an, an established organisation. Um but I, I know like kind of this, this, uh, Bitburger p- pills. Uh, I've seen it around before. It's quite, as you say, quite classy looking, premium uh, you know, kind of design. They also have come out with a 0.0%. Sorry, I should say it's a 0.05%. So it's got that slight bit of, so it has had alcohol in it and then it's got it removed. Guess what they refer to or slash call that beer? The 0.0. 
Or the 0.5. Could be. It could be. That would make sense. No, it's called their drive. It's called the Bitburger drive. Okay. Um, I was going to say, is that, is that dangerous territory? But then It's very dangerous territory. But, you know, they are, they're, they've obviously done their research in that they can do it. Because this is also being sold in the US in this way. Uh, the drive is in a 0.0% alcohol by volume and it contains 26 calories per 100 milliliter. So they've obviously done their research enough to know that they can do that. Because, you know, if there's one country that likes to uh, call companies up for making false claims, it's uh, it's the US. So, uh, you know, you, you're going to have to have your facts straight before you uh, yeah. you start telling people something that isn't. Um, so, yeah, I found that quite interesting that they are so confident in, in the marketing of their uh, 0.0% that they refer to it as the Bitburger Drive. Uh, yeah, I think that's, yeah, a little, little bit bold. But, um, sorry, I'm getting distracted because I want to know. You see it on the bottle. There's T H Simon Bitburg slash Eiffel. Oh no, you find that out. Um, I'll find. I'll give you something else while you're doing that bit, please. So, um, so it was found. As I said, it was found in 1817 in the southern region of the Eiffel Mountains. Yeah. So actually, that's that's what I was curious about. So that is that neck of the woods, and presumably there's a link there to I hear Eiffel and thinking Eiffel Tower. There's a really obvious connection. <laughs> um, yeah. Is there a connection between Eiffel Mountains and the Eiffel Tower? Yeah. I quite like that Bitburger. I again, I'm 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 reading some of their paraphernalia out there, but I'm assuming that what they do is refer to Bitburger in short as a bit, yes, a nickname. And so you'll see it on the bottle, bitter ein bit, yes, is, which is one bit, please. Um, one bit, please. Yeah, exactly. Because it's a bit burger. And I'll have one of those, please. I love yeah, that. I love that they have their own phrase of like, yeah. you know, uh, bitter ein bit. Uh, you know, it's, it kind of rolls off the tongue, isn't it? I'd love yeah. to have a bitter yeah. ein bit. It's a new, it's a new one, but I would totally expect lots of people to turn around and say, uh, yeah, that's um, like in wide circulation in Germany. So... Talking about uh, beers, I was thinking, you know, oh, I know them as this uh, um, bitter and bit, uh, the one beer, one bitter, the one bit burger beer. Mm. They have quite a few, actually. So they've got the premium pills. They've got a mm. cellar beer. They've got one that they refer to as the easy. <laughs> as in, easy is in sort of in, uh, I, I, it's making me think it's session, like, Lower percentage, yeah. not such a bold. It's a uh, something you can. It's a low, lower calorie beer. Mm. Yeah, which kind of makes sense, I suppose. It's like a translation yeah. thing, isn't it? Uh, they've got yeah, a gluten free exactly. version, and they've got an uh, Eiffelbrau country beer. So again, there's a cellar beer and a country beer, which I'm sure are like classics. Uh, they've got some seasonal beers, which is this uh, green hop beer. So they do actually do and a Maybach, Maybach yeah. and a Winterbach. So they Maybach is a Bock beer. Yes. Which is like a quite a strong lager, I think, isn't it? But May is from May. Yes. You're absolutely right. Check me out. I'm actually learning something there in you this, go. Whole, this whole process here. <laughs> but they have, and they have a whole range of Rattlers. I'm really pleased to see they have Rattlers as well. Hmm. As uh, so their lemon, lemon infused, lemonade infused versions. They've got a whole diff, they've got loads of different ones. They've got Rattlers. They've got a, um, a Rattler naturally cloudy. Uh, they've got 0% versions. They've referred to as the 0.0% cyclists. <laughs> <laughs> Presumably, you're cycling through the Eiffel Mountains. 
and you want one to go, you know, a little little buzz on, but also something to give you a bit of sugar and hydrate you for the rest of your cycle. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Maybe it's picked up by maybe most popular by cyclists, and so they literally refer to it. And again, we're talking we're talking the German translation to English, and yeah. This is one of my favorite phrases for collaboration beers, which I think we need to always use going forward. So they call their collaboration beers their brew friendships. Oh, that's nice. That's isn't lovely, it? isn't it? That is nice. <laughs> oh, we've just had, never ends. We've done a nice brew friendship with uh, X Company. You know, I love that. That's really nice. <laughs> These guys are our chums. That's nice. Um, I got to say though, I really like this beer. Mm. Like. I kind of wor- worried that actually in Germany, because it's so widely available, if people maybe get a bit bit bored of it, because I think to a certain extent there's there's a little chicken and egg there of it's really widely available. It, it for it to be the most popular beer, the most consumed beer, particularly uh, via draft, it must be widely available. So I imagine that people probably do get a little bored of it after a while if that's what is really readily available. Yeah. Um, but I think it's nice. I think it's really nice. It's really tasty. And I probably shouldn't make this comparison because they're two very different beers, but you put this and a Paulana in front of me, mm-hmm. much as I do like the Paulana, I think I'd go Bitburger first. Now, I'm glad you brought up Paulana because we talked about it recently. We talked about the, the Bavarian um, or German beer purity laws. Mm. Okay, Both are meat, the Bavarian purity or slash German purity laws. Um, and I've got a little bit more information about this. So we've been talking and, and saying these phrases and we talk about like, oh, it has specific like four ingredients and blah, blah, blah. So the German, what was referred to now as the German purity, uh, the beer purity laws, but back in the day, it was just before Germany existed, it was the Bavarian beer purity laws, uh, were introduced in 1516. So it's before the formation of Germany. Wow. By Bavarian Duke Wilhelm IV and continue to dictate how beer is produced in Germany to this day. So obviously, this is why Bavaria is such an important beer area of the world. So this makes it the oldest surviving law in the world related to food and drink. So this isn't just about drinking, but we're talking about food, like the highest, the oldest standard set for a specific food or drink in the world. Uh, it's one of the foundations that Bitburger Brewing Company uh, and group have built on to achieve the highest level of quality. So it talks about yeast, talks about brewing without additives, talks about the, the four product, you know, as we talked about before, uh, four ingredients, uh, and the fact that it's a sign of a sign of a superior beer quality. Yeah, that. I mean, you've only to look at it to know. I'm, I don't like to be taken in, particularly as we've said before about. This is premium beer. It looks like one to me. Yeah, this has been taken seriously and it's put together with with love and care. And it's also it's funny. We I think we mentioned before about I think when we talked about Paulana, we mentioned about Pilsners, mm. which this is. This is kind of this is German Asahi, isn't it? Yes, that's a great great um great. Or Asahi. Asa- that's a great is, link is to this, actually. Burger, right? Yeah, could be. Yeah, exactly. It probably is the other way around on, in some respects because yeah. this one would have come first. But yeah, you're right. It, this is the crispest, cleanest. Dry. Dry. Clean. That's the word I, I kind of like more than crisp. It's yeah. that kind of clean. Mm. Clean. <laughs> I'm just going to say it back to you again. <laughs> clean, 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 clean. Clean. Flanlin. Yeah. 
Um, it yeah. is definitely the cleanest um, of the lagers that we've had, or the pills, I should say, that we've had coming out of Germany lately. Um, this is a taste of one. And actually, this makes a lot more sense, I think, coming from that kind of northern, eastern part of, of uh, sorry, western, western, sorry, coming from that northern, western part of Germany near Luxembourg on the kind of like near French border. Um, this makes a lot of sense. It's kind of going in towards the almost like Belgium kind of territory, you know, Netherlands-esque, you know, and they, they do a, a nice clean like bunch of lagers, mm-hmm. derivatives from uh, from those countries as well. Yeah. So, um, again, I feel like I've said a, said a, enough that this this would be my choice. I think it's a lovely beer, this. Okay. So, um, Bitburger USA, uh, which is their Instagram page, you can get uh, about 1,500 followers. Again, they actually have it broken out by countries. I couldn't find the UK equivalent version one, um, and I'm sure you can find the one in your local area as well. And uh, on Instagram, they've got about 600 people. Um, again, it's split out by country. So, again, a, as they already are the third most consumed beer in Germany and the number one draft beer. You know, they don't really need to have an Instagram presence by the sound of things. And I think their export versions, you know, we picked this up in Majestic as well. But, you know, I've seen this around, but I haven't seen it ever in a pub uh, or seen it in a, a well-known supermarket here in the UK. So I'm hoping that might actually get a bit more attention, get a bit more favor, and they might find themselves... because. We're enjoying this, aren't we? This is a nice, tasty, clean, crisp beer. Yeah. Yeah. And that's all we have time for for this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now.